Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The chase for the championships continues as we welcome you to TC Live on this Tuesday. The race to Turin in Basel and Vienna and a new face headed to Cancun. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. The Great Dane goes boom, boom in his debut match with Boris Becker. Holger Runa needs a big comeback as the Hall of Famer returns to coaching. Plus, Dan Evans was cruising against Francis Tiafo. We'll show you why this match had to be cut short. And the American kept his hopes alive for Turin. And our WTA Finals coverage begins Sunday from Cancun. But this star had to pull out of the draw. We'll tell you who got a lucky ticket to Mexico. Come on into our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Great to have you here with us. Steve Weissman back alongside Prakash Amitraj, Paul Anacone. Big day of tennis, but first we've got to start with some breaking news. American former world number 33 Jensen Brooksby has been suspended 18 months for missing three drug tests in a 12-month span. He has issued a statement saying that he has never taken a banned substance in his life, and he's very disappointed by the suspension. And Prakashi will be appealing this to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, which he needs to do in the next 21 days. But what's your reaction to this news that he will be banned until January 4th, 2025? Well, there's no way of getting around it. I mean, he was one of the most exciting U.S. players to watch. And just for everyone out there, it's, it's quite complicated, the, the testing system. I mean, you get tested quite frequently. If you miss three, that's when the suspension kicks in. Jensen did admit, you know what, I, I did miss test one and three. It's two that's in question. So that's the specifics of what he's going to be appealing and trying to get rid of this whole suspension. But um, he was playing some great tennis, as you talked about, Steve, close to top 30 in the world. Yeah, he had some brilliant business deals as well, endorsements. He had so many things going for him. So this is just brutal. But, um, you know, as we know in life, there, there are no asterisks. It's only it is what it is. So it's something that he's really going to have to work through and move past if he can't get this appealed. Yeah, and it's hard for the young guys because they're not that used to the system when they get on the tour. Yeah. And, and you literally have to tell the tour where you are every day, whether you're playing or you're not playing. But that's why you get three chances. And, and he missed uh, that first one, the third one, and they're still debating about what happened that second time. So I think there's more to be determined. But you have your opportunity. It's just hard to make Make sure that you know every single second where you're going to be. And I've been there and I've seen them knock on the door at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. on off times and on vacation times and wherever. So you've got to be prepared. You've got to be ready. But uh, there's still a lot to be discussed here. Jensen turns 23 on Thursday. He would be 24 when the suspension ends if he does not get the appeal. Uh, we'll see what happens and certainly keep it locked here on Tennis Channel and Tennis.com for the very latest on this story. Meantime, the action in Basel and Vienna. And four American men still have a chance to reach the year-end finals in Italy. Francis Tiafo, one of them, big foe, reached the top ten for the first time earlier this year. Can he finish in the final eight? Needs to gain some momentum right now. He's on a five-match losing streak at the tour level and in Davis Cup since making the quarters at the U.S. Open. He did get a win at the Labor Cup over Hubie Hercotch. 
But today, taking on Dan Evans for the third time this year, Paul, and the Brit, he started very quickly. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, it's hard uh, for anyone to not root for Francis Tiapo so well-liked, but Dan Evans was putting on an absolute clinic, playing such great tennis, really using variety, some volleys like this, did everything possible to make Francis uncomfortable. He actually should have been up for love in the first set, was not, but was controlling everything. And this is where things went awry, right there. You see how he looked behind him? I've lived this, guys, and that's what happens. You feel like you got hit in the back of your leg by a bat, by a baseball bat. And I believe uh, Dan said to me afterwards that it was his calf, not his ham, I'm sorry, not his Achilles. And if memory serves me, uh, that could be the gastroc muscle, which I've done about a half a dozen times. And it's going to be a tear because you don't react like that unless it's a tear. All right, here's what Francis Tiafo had to say about the injury. You know, I guess the surprise of you guys, it was super abrupt. Um, obviously, it was really one-sided. I mean, you know, down 4-1, left 30. It's going to be a tough hold. And I guess turn around and he's limping in the bank. I, I really didn't know what happened. I was super confused. Um, I don't know if there was something in his shoe. I thought, and then you know when he was throwing to get up, and he and then he told me at the end um, after he's retired, he said he he popped his calf. So that's super unfortunate. Um, it was definitely going to be his day, most likely, and he was he was a way better player today. He deserves to be doing this interview. Hmm. Real classy there from Francis Tiapa. He deserved to be doing this interview. Nonetheless, the American gets the win. Uh, have you had an injury like this on court before with the calf? Uh, and not with the calf, but I actually had it with the quad. When, mm -hmm. when you feel something go, Paul, Paul talked about it. You know, as a tennis player, you're not sure. Can I play through this? You know what, if I maybe take a little bit of a painkiller on the changeover, maybe I weather through a couple of games, lose this set, I'll feel stronger in the second. But when you can't even put any kind of pressure on it, you saw the minute it went for Dan right here, he was just hobbling all the way up. He knew something went. Definitely seemed like it could have been a tear. I've experienced that in my quad. You, you, you can't put any weight on it. And actually, if you try to play on it further, that extra centimeter or two can delay the recovery process. So brutal to see, Paul. Yeah, and it, look, when I saw him turn around after that happened, I, I just cringed because the two things were the calf and uh, the Achilles that I was thinking about. And the Achilles is way worse. But I've done my calf exactly like that. And that's exactly what I did, too. I thought someone hit me with something. And then you try to put weight on it, and you can't at all. Um, you know, I had a 7-millimeter tear, and it took a while. It took a long, you know, it, I think it, how, uh, it took me about two months, two months to get through it before I could start training again. So it's, it's rough, and he was playing such great tennis. Yeah. You don't want to see anybody get injured. But look at Francis' typical class act that he was, saying it wasn't his day, but you just never know what's going to happen. Tough news for Dan Evans. Tough news for Great Britain as well. In the Davis Cup, he was their number one singles player. So uh, we'll see what Team Great Britain does. But Francis Tiafo moves on. Another American looking to make that final push to Turin. Tommy Paul among the players trying to qualify. Currently sits at number 12, 515 points behind Holger Runa. Facing qualifier Alexander Muller today. I absolutely loved what I saw from Tommy today. Flattened out both sides nicely. Looked good on the backhand side and the forehand side. You can see him when he's stepping into that backhand, and that's as much of a weapon as that forehand side is. There's not too many places to go because we all know how quick he is. You can see right there, nice short backswing, good follow-through, accelerating through the ball on the forehand side. Took the first set, 6-3, second set, much of the same. And here, some great wheels here. Check this out. Tracks it down all the way around the alley, pulls it in. Nice and casual, like he should be doing at every point. Didn't face a break point the entire day. Finishes it off with a nice little um, flick. 
winner of the line. Forehand doesn't get talked about enough for Tommy Paul. A lot of power in that shot. Five aces, four breaks to serve, and TP keeping his hopes alive for the year-end championship. Straight sets only dropped four games in the match today. Less than 10 days ago, Hubie Hercosh picked up his second Masters 1000 title in Shanghai. Saved a match point on his way to defeating Andre Rublev in the final. Second title of the season, seventh overall, putting the pole in position to reach the ATP Finals. So making his Basel debut today against Dusan Lajevic, Prakash. And Hercotch, 16-4 and four in opening rounds this season. He, he's looked really good, coming in with a ton of confidence here. Watch him for the next few weeks here. I love when he's starting to utilize a bit more servant volley, especially indoors. We see it on a couple of points here. The man has such good feel up at net. We all know how capable he is at the baseline. But again, when you add that those kind of elements to your game, you keep your opponent guessing. You're not quite sure what's going to happen. And that's another key for QB also. Sometimes he can guide that forehand. When he's stepping through, snapping it, especially the one up the line, I think he's just brutal to beat. The man came up with 18 aces today. Big breaker, though, after he was able to get that. Lit it up here at 3-all in the second set. Two highlight reel points to be able to get the break. And uh, smooth sailing, always nice when you can break and don't need to serve things out. Reaches 40 wins for the second straight season. First Polish man to do that in more than 40 years. Hercotch is moving on. And we've got a new coach for Holger Runa taking on Mimir Ketsmanovic. None other than Boom Boom himself, Boris Becker, in the stands for Runa. This is a, a little bit of a rematch. Some revenge for Runa against Ketsmanovic. Lost him a week ago in Stockholm, Paul. Yeah, and things started off the same way. So what do you do when you're in a slump? Well, if you're Holger Runa, you hire a legend. Boris Becker <laughs> has forgotten more about tennis than most of us will ever know. So I think that that's going to be a really interesting combination. And to Runa's credit, he was down and out. I mean, he really was down and out. 6-1-4-3, a break. He had no right winning this match, but he is a tremendous competitor. Ketsmanovic got a little bit tight in this game, got back on serve here at Quarrel. At 5-all, Ketsmanovic was up love 30 and really messed up significantly. Should have broken again. I love the way Runa competes. I love the fact that even in the slump he's in, he said, no way. I am keep going. I am going to fight. I am going to plug away. And he did a terrific job. Stole the second set. Third set, he was the one that was more confident. Got the break. Played offensive tennis like this. And guys, with a player this good, sometimes it's just one win, just one day that kind of climbs you back into that belief category. And that man in the stands is going to help in that regard. First win with the Hall of Famer, Boris Becker, by his side. Prakash, I know you're, you're a fan of this. What was your reaction when you first heard Boris Becker's one coming back to coaching, and he's going to be coaching young Holgaruna. Well, uh, you, you know, I'm a massive fan of Boom Boom, and he's, he's back where he belongs, being able to put his knowledge into the next generation. I think it's great for a couple of reasons. One, Holgaruna, a player coming up like this, especially when you're looking for a slump, sometimes it's not necessarily the words you hear, but it's who it's coming from. All of a sudden, he's going to have a little bit more pep in his step, getting this kind of advice from Becker, who's not only been a legend on the court, but a legend coaching as well. Coach Novak to a bunch of Grand Slams. So I, I, I think It'll be great for Holger in that aspect. And two, I think they're both 
they've both been dogs out there on the court. They don't mind when it gets ugly. They don't mind when you have to get in the mud. So I think that's going to be good for Holger to embrace that within himself. Yeah. How, how was Becker on the court? He was a dog. Yeah, he just, I mean, court. one of the <laughs> most, he was a dogged, he, yeah, he was well, the most dogged competitor. Dogged. He was, an, he was okay. an amazing competitor, a great fighter. And look, with, with coaching situations, to me, it's not always who it is. It's the way they combine. Mm. So, so you really don't know. This is, this should be um, a, a match made in heaven because of the way that both of these guys go about their business. But look, it's a tricky situation, right? Holger's got a very strong parental figure in the picture. Mm. His mom's been there to help. She's been around helping and done a great job. Uh, Patrick Maradoglu is now not in the picture. So there's not a real simplistic uh, kind of equation that you're going to know if it's going to work or not until they do it for a bit. See how the personalities mesh. See if there's buy-in. See if there's philosophy agreement. And see if everybody can stay in their lane and just do what they're supposed to do. All dogs go to heaven. Well, I'm not mad at you. See, now you're giving me some good stuff. Start this TC Live. Come on, Weissman. Six grand slams for Boris Becker as a player. Six with Novak Djokovic. We'll see what he does with Holgaruna. What'd you say, Paul? He said, forgotten more about tennis than we will ever know. That's a, that's a great one. That's a great line, Anna Cohen. Still to come, we've got elite-level women's highlights. Madison Keys at the WTA Elite Trophy event trying to play her way into the year-end top 10. Don't go anywhere. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Paul Prakash, Steve, back on TC Live. WTA Elite Trophy, Zhuhai. Madison Keys going for her first win since the U.S. Open, facing another major semifinalist this year, Paul, in Beatrice Haddad Maya. Yeah, this was a, a tough one. You see Maddie's got the strapping on her arm. Guys, it's been a long year for everybody, a lot of tennis. Madison Keys has played some great tennis, but for Haddad Maya, she did a terrific job in the big moment. She really took care of her second serve, winning 65% of her own second serve points and saved six of seven break points. Maddie was struggling, just flying the ball a little bit more than normal winning you know, just above 40% of her second serve points. You can see she's a little bit dejected, but guess what, guys? It is a round-robin event. So you live to play another day. Nice win for Haddad Maya. She really did play a solid match. First top 20 win for her since Roland Garros in June. Meantime, the top seed, Barbara Krejcikova, going to Cancun for doubles. The only top 10 singles player at this event, Prakash, facing Magdalenette. Well, she, she's been a little bit of a riddle for me because sometimes she plays some of the most magnificent tennis and then all of a sudden she can throw in some losses which you don't expect, but that wasn't the case today. Forehand looking nice and solid, stayed heavy all the way through. Her serve, I think one of the best on the WTA Tour, took the first set 6-2. Got down early here, 3-1 in the second set, but she was able to reel off Several games in a row, went up 4-3 with the break here. Was able to get it at 3-all. Again, that forehand, a very heavy shot. That's the one that did the damage today. A little bit too much for Lynette to control. Krishikov also, very clutch break on break points. Saved 9 out of 10 break points. Didn't really let Lynette get back into the match. Does a good job here closing things out nice and comfortably. Trying to solidify her place in the top 10 to close out the year. Tweeted after the match. Anyone in Zhuhai who wants to come watch her tomorrow, she's got four tickets. 
Daria Kazakina replied, and Barbora said, uh, you get a special seat in my player's box. So, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Barbora, uh, uh, a woman of the people. Here's what we have for you. Coverage beginning at 3 a.m. Eastern, midnight Pacific. Madison Keys taking on Caroline Garcia. Krejcikova back at it against Daria Kazakina. Wait. Is she going to be in the player box or on the other side of the court? What's going <laughs> What's going on there? And then Zhang Qinwen, who has had a spectacular fall, taking on Donna Vekic. Our coverage continues from Zhuhai. The race to Turin, nearing the finish line for Andre Rublev. Find out how many wins he needs to qualify and if he got one step closer. Annika and Amitraj Weissman back on TC Live. To Vienna we go. Grigor Dimitrov, 8-3 since the U.S. Open. Coming off the semis in Shanghai, Paul. Back inside the top 20. Looking to stay hot against the Italian Lorenzo Musetti. Yeah, two of the more artistic, athletic athletes out there. Grigor Dimitrov played some tremendous tennis. When he gets forward and creates opportunity by coming into the net. It is a different player on the other side of the net. Great first set for him. Six games to three. Tried to neutralize Musetti from the back of the court. Was staying with him in the rallies. Using his athleticism on points like this. Up you go. Not over yet. Up you go. There it is. Grigor Dimitrov. So much fun to watch guys still. Just really takes care of himself physically. Great knowledge. Saved the only break point that he faced. Did a really nice job winning 60, nearly 60% of the second serve points. 56, but really good day at the office for that man. So much talent. Meantime, we've got the 2020 champ in Vienna, Andre Rublev. He needs two more wins to qualify for the ATP Finals. Prakash cut that in half against Alexi Popper. Came up against a tough customer today. Nice, cool, calm, collected. Oh, wait, you got, you, you got he is love rash and tight, em isn't he? Embrace the emotions. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, as much as he shows, even on the negative side, kid bounces back so well. Didn't let that break bother him. Was able to fight back here. Now we get a little emotion on the positive side. Was able to squeeze it into a breaker here. <sighs> Unbelievable get from Rublev. Gets himself back into the point. Somehow was able to find a pass here. I mean, you think of how good that Sarah Popper was, the fact that he could find a way to win this point. How gritty this kid is. One heck of a year he's had, was able to take out the first set, second set, didn't need to go to a breaker, close it out with a smash. Nice win. Popper just playing good stuff. Converted four of seven break points, gets his tenth win in Vienna. Andre Rublev will seal his spot by beating Matteo Arnaldi to reach the quarterfinals in Vienna. He said... The door is open and I see what is inside, but I am not inside the room yet. One more win and Rublev will join Sinner, Medvedev, Alcaraz, and Djokovic in turn. And then more spots still available even beyond Fritz and Rude. Holgerun, 3,000 points there. 1,000 coming off in Paris. No, no, no. That, this is the race points. Oh, well. He's got a lot of points to defend. He might drop out of the top. He's, he's going to need to pick it up a little bit, I think. I don't believe in defending, right. I don't believe it. Oh, that's an even better way to look at it. I don't believe in defending. It's all about accumulating and what you can do, not what you did. They're not taking anything away from that man. That's why. That's why. That's why you're the you're the coach of the, <laughs> coach, coach coach of history. What do we got here? Sadly, Steve? Carolina Mukhova, we, we are uh, taking away her first appearance at the WTA Finals breakout season, first major final in Paris, semifinals at the U.S. Open, but that wrist injury is going to keep her out of Cancun. Sad news for Mukhova turns into great news for Maria Sakkari. She will be making her third straight appearance at the WTA Finals. Prakash. 
It, it really stinks. I mean, look, look at how well she played in Roland Garros, made a final of Cincinnati. I mean, she's one of my favorite players to watch out there. One of the most dynamic games, is able to do just about everything. With the year she's had, she really deserves to be there, and we wanted to see her there. But again, Paul, when you play so much at such the business end of all these events, it takes its toll. It does take its toll. It's a long year, and she's one of my favorites to watch. You talked about how dynamic she is around the net at the baseline, can do so many things. All you can do now at the end of a season when something like this happens is just enjoy a little off time and hit that reset button. There's a lot of tennis ahead in 2024 for her. And hopefully she will be able to return to the WTA Finals next year and back up that season she had in 2023. Our coverage begins overnight. Elite Trophy in Zhuhai, 3 a.m. Eastern. Vienna Basel got you covered early in the morning. And then, of course, the three of us back to wrap it all up. TC Live, 4 p.m. Eastern. Our hot shot is on the way next. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Back with our hot shot of the day, Prakash. This was a, a big-time match between Dominic's team, Stefano Tsitsipas, close all three times this year. Well behind the baseline, but doesn't stop him. Is able to curl a little forehand lob over Tsitsipas' head, not even off his best side. Sets it up with that little dink off the backhand, and then finally, love the curl. It wasn't even a topspin lob. It was a roll lob, Paul. A lot of talent, a lot of athleticism in that match. Good to see that man healthy. Just not quite good enough today, though. As is often the case, the guy who gets the hot shot loses the match. Stefano Tsitsipas <laughs> taking out Dominic Team. Our lineup on center court, wow. 8 a.m. Eastern. Which, which, yeah, you say, wow, which is your favorite there? Pugat? I mean, honestly, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Taylor. Taylor and Purcell. We're going to get Taylor matched up against that servant volley over there. Bublik and Rude. That's going to be an interesting one. There's... How about the young Frenchman? How about Feast Arthur against Feast? Medvedev? Coming off the final, right? Yeah. Hey, that's a lot. That's a lot. Just Pull up the lazy Alexander boy. Pull up the lazy boy. <laughs> Bring me my <laughs> popcorn, popcorn, guys. Popcorn, popcorn lazy left boy. Coast. Yeah, a little PA left coast, and you're all good to go. Beverage. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I didn't get the memo about the shoes, but today well, I did, and Paul, you didn't. I know. Didn't, you know. Sorry. Oh, you, got, you guys. Oh, yeah. oh. Let's get the other side. You know. You know. Nick, Nick Anico. My <laughs> son would be happy with those. Nick Anico. Oh, Paul, cl Paul outclassed us today. Yeah, right. I'm yeah, like 20, the professional. My $17 loafers. Professor Anico. All right, let's talk about some of these matches. Right. So we got, we got Bublik taking on Kasparud. Bublik coming off the title. Yep. And Kasparud right on that, that verge of making the final eight and getting to turn. What do you see going on this one? Uh, I'm going to lean with Casper, just but even though Bublik's playing great tennis, I think it's tough to keep it up if you're not used to that kind of consistency. Bublik has had a couple of deep runs earlier this year, but when you have that kind of week and you're not used to backing it up immediately a couple of days later, it, it kind of hits you a little bit. So I think uh, for that reasoning, I'm going to go with Casper. 
As much as I love Prakash, I'm going against him. Ooh. I'm going against him. You know I'm not mad. We always okay. agree. All right. So, you, you know, a little bit of that. You agreeing in that other segment. Like, only, here's why, though. Defending here, points and not defending he, he, points. No, he brought up a good point. He brought up a very <laughs> he, good Here's point. why, That's though. For Bublik, this is a perfect match because he's got uh, everything to gain and nothing to lose, right? Mm -hmm. He's not supposed to win by ranking. He's coming off confidence indoors, playing indoors. Casper's yeah. a little bit down. A lot of pressure for Casper to still maybe get in the year-end championships. I'm just saying that's how my mind works. Maybe it's broken. Maybe it doesn't work. But we'll see. I normally Casper Casper was a couple spots off the number one ranking that you know, Weissman had picked for him in January. <laughs> but he's still he's still going. He's, Wait, you he's said still number one thing. Well, he had an opportunity in Australia to get to number oh, one. Okay. He did not get there yet. Okay. I still think he has the game to get there. He does. He 100%. does. He does. Next he's time you're on the desk, how about that, with Matt? this guy. Remember, remember Weissman and how he's got your back every time. How about this match? Yeah, Shelton and, and Sinner for the second time in a couple weeks. Great fun. Benny Schultz in, in a in a in a tiebreak in the third set yep. was able to get past Yannick Sinner in Shanghai. What area of each of their games needs to work best for them to win this match? Well, I, I think Sinner has to make sure he is executing second serve return points. If he can okay. somehow put pressure on the second serve, that will alleviate a little bit uh, of uh, the freewheeling first serve, high percentage first serve. And he just got to take care of the service games, challenge himself every okay. serve game, and take care of Benny's second serve, make him work really hard. I, I think for Ben, it's, it's pretty clear. Look, he's got to serve exceptionally well. When he's holding serve against a player like Sinner, it's going to be able to open uh, open him up a little bit to be able to take a few cracks on the return. I think Ben's going to need to take a few chances, just like he did in Shanghai. And um, the indoors hopefully help Ben to be able to hold serve consistently throughout. Ben Shelton, still an opportunity to, yeah. to sneak into the year-end championships as well. 1,500 points he could get in the next couple weeks. Benny Shelts. But we leave you with photos of Boom Boom and Runa. I mean, whoa, a match made in a couple of what, Prakash? A couple of dogs! <laughs> That's spelled D-A-W-G-S or? I go with D-O-double-G. D-O-double-G. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, a little Snoop Dogg there. Thanks for watching TC Live.